Welcome to the Kobe episode of Football Introspection. I am your host, Anati. If you don't get the reference um, with the, what I mean by the Kobe episode, I mean it's episode 24. So RIP Kobe Bryant. Um, yeah, it's just he wore the number 24 for his life. And yeah, that'll be, those are like the major ones. I think for me, it'll be the Jordan episode, which is 23, which was last episode. Kobe episode, which is today's episode, and then there will also be a Lewis Hamilton episode, Hamilton episode, which will be episode 44. So, yeah, um, let's get into the episode, and I hope you guys enjoy all the content that I've brought to you guys today. All right, so let's get into the recap, and we'll just start with Thursday's matches, and then we'll move on to the weekend's fixtures. And on Thursday, there were two cup games. Um, Everton played against Forum Wood. They won 2 0. And then um, Everton won 2 0. And Real Petis played against Rayo Vallecano in the Copa del Rey semi final, second leg. And the game ended 1 1 with Petis advancing through to the final on aggregate 3 2. So that means Petis and Valencia will meet in the final on the 23rd of April. So yeah, let's get into some um, league football. At, we'll stay in Spain. Uh, Alaves drew 0-0 with Sevilla. So yeah, they're easing the pressure on Real Madrid without picking up some victories. Uh, Real Madrid beat Sociedad 4-1. So yeah, they take advantage of Sevilla slip up and then Alche lost 2-1 to Barca and Betis lost 3-1 to Atletico Madrid so yeah these are the couple of games that I picked out last week the main ones are like Real Madrid, Sociedad and Betis Atleti because they had effects in the top four and the top of the table so yeah Sociedad Missed out on climbing on top of Betis since Betis lost. So now Atletico Madrid are actually in the top four now and Barca move up into third place. And Betis dropped to fifth place. So yeah, the top four race is getting exciting in Spain. And the highest scoring game was between Salta Vigo and Mallorca. And that game ended in a 4-3 victory for Salsa Vigo. On to France now. And Lyon beat Lorient 4-1 on Friday to kick off the weekend's football in Ligue 1. And then Lille also beat Clermont 4-0. And then the two games that I was telling you guys to check out on Thursday, which have more context in the top four race specifically well for them it's top three so top two automatic qualification and then third place is um have to go to the qualification stages of the champions league so of that top three race we'll have nice who beat psg 1-0 and marseille lost 1-0 to monaco so nice and Marseille swapped places because Nice came into the weekend in third. And then with their victory and 
Marseille's loss, they jump up into second place. So, yeah, it will be interesting specifically with these two teams, but there's also teams like Rennes, like Strasbourg, like Nantes, who are a bit further back, ranging from like three points, six points behind Nice. So, obviously, if Nice and Marseille drop points and those teams catch up, then it will be even more interesting teams fighting for two places but yeah i think the it's in this league especially besides having bragging rights or the money of finishing in second place it's just it's easier for next season to sign players firstly um, because you've got like guaranteed champions league football if you finish second and then if you finish Third, yes, you've got that money extra and you know you played in Europe, but there's a big difference between playing in Champions League and playing in the Europa League. So, yeah, I think this has this one still has a little bit of jeopardy because I remember back in the day when um, all top five leagues had one qualification spot, which was normally the fourth-placed team. So, yeah, that was always interesting that you'd always want to finish in the top three to know that at least you've got Champions League football and then you don't get drawn with a huge side in the Champions League qualifications and possibly miss out on the group stages. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy that France at least will have that jeopardy in it. So, yeah. Now on to Germany and the Bundesliga. There were two fixtures as well that I put, um, picked out which have jeopardy this weekend and that was between Bayern and Leverkusen and Leipzig and Freiburg so we'll start with those two matches and Bayern and Leverkusen played out a 1-1 draw whilst Leipzig and Freiburg also played out a 1-1 draw so um, for Leverkusen's side of things I think they're happy with that result that both Leipzig and Freiburg didn't or neither side picked up um, all three points. So it's not like they lost any ground to them specifically. But Hoffenheim jumped into fourth place with a victory over Cologne, which knocked Leipzig down to fifth and Freiburg down to sixth. So yeah, that's also going to be another interesting um, top four race. So at this current point in time, two points are separating fourth place Toppenheim and sixth place Freiburg, whilst the points difference between third place and sixth place is only four points. So between Leverkusen and Freiburg, it's only four points. So these four teams are going to be fighting for two places and Again, a very interesting um, run-in for the end of the season. And then we also had two high-scoring games with the same amount of goals. It was between Hertha and Frankfurt. That match ended in a 4-1 victory for Frankfurt. And Stuttgart beat Aschengladbach 3-2. So, yeah, those were our two high-scoring fixtures in the Bundesliga. And now on to Italy and the Serie A. So, yeah, let's just start with um, the highest scoring fixture. So, 
there were two of them. Um, Venezia lost 4-1 to Sassuolo. And Inter beat Salernitana 5-0 with a Lutaro Martinez hat-trick and a Lorenzo Cobres. So as we're moving on into this game, or as we're speaking about this game, we just have to speak about the context of the other games because of how big this victory actually is for Inter now. Because Inter came into the weekend in third place, two points off the top two, Napoli and AC Milan. And now with that victory, they jumped into first place. So they started the weekend off with this 5-0 victory. So they jumped into first place. And then we had games that we had to check out for, which was Roma versus Atalanta and Napoli versus Milan. Those are the other huge games. And then, yeah, Roma beat Atalanta 1-0. So Roma still have that chance of qualifying for um, top four. So, yeah, just it's going to be a very tough, tough um, chase with um, Juve also picking up a victory against Spezia 1-0 and now they're 14 league games undefeated which is currently the longest run in Europe's top 5 leagues uh, in the last 20 games in all competitions they've actually only lost one game and it was against Inter Milan in the, um, the Super Cup so since they lost to Atalanta They've got fourteen they went fourteen undefeated in the league and twenty oh and one loss in twenty matches. So that's yeah, good form from them. Uh yeah, so they close up the gap from it being a seven point lead on the weekend. Well it still is seven points because Milan beat Napoli. But yeah, they're closing up the gap to Napoli and um they could possibly into this title race as well so yeah it's becoming very i think this one is becoming more of an interesting title race than of top four because yes there is a possibility that atalanta and roma could come back into a top four spot if juve starts slipping up but um at this current form at this current rate it seems to be that it might be a top four battle for the league and knowing how um Serie A is is actually like in Premier League we we have it as the big six and stuff but that's um the big six hasn't always been the top six in the league and especially in recent times and in um Italy the seven sisters have been top seven or top eight most of the time because Atalanta is not part of the seven sisters but then they are one of Italy's big teams or bigger teams so in the seven sisters if um you had forgotten when I previously mentioned so if you don't know it would be AC Milan it would be Inter Milan it would be Napoli it would be Roma Lazio Juve and Fiorentina and then if we make it eight sisters, it would be Atalanta coming through, but that's not a thing. It's the seven sisters. So, um, yeah, Fiorentina just last season had been struggling, but now they're back up in the, in the top eight of the league. So, yeah, knowing that there's these eight teams or the other seven teams that you have to play against as a club, that means there's 
sporting huge fixtures against teams who are most likely to be in and around you. And that's where points get dropped because both teams can't win. And that's how a team like Juve could get in, get back into the title race or teams like Roma and Atalanta could get back into the top four. So yeah, these are very, very interesting times. And I think it makes the smaller games even more important because maybe, for example, Juve was playing against Spezia and then there's Milan, Napoli and Roma, Atalanta. So if you don't take advantage of the sm- beating the smaller teams, then you're probably not going to win all 14 games against the other seven sides. So that's where you should be at least getting some ground on at least one, if not two teams. So, yeah. Before I actually end off this Serie A thing, I just wanted to also mention that this of the top five leagues, this is the only league that has three titles, three teams in the race for the title. England have two, Bayern have one, PSG, France have one, and Real Madrid. Yeah, we can say two with, with Sevilla, but I think it's like the gap is opening. So, but yeah, we could say two, but it's like eight points in the thing. So, yeah, but that's very interesting. And as I look out for Juve, possibly could say four, as I was saying earlier on. So, yeah, that's very interesting. Okay, so let's get into England. Lastly, uh, Leicester beat Leeds 1-0 to kick off the Premier League weekend. Jesse March getting his first, um, playing his first match as a Leeds manager. Uh, Villa beat Southampton 4-0. Very surprised that um, Southampton conceded four goals without even scoring one. So, yeah. Um, yeah, there were, there's like La Liga fans who are saying, well, we must talk about this league because Coutinho has got six goals, six appearances. Three goals, three assists. Uh, like, please let us not do that because um, Coutinho joined from Barca, who are supposed to be um, staying top two sides. And he came to join Villa, who's currently a mid-table side in um, the Premier League. So that doesn't actually um, make it sound like the Premier League is easier than La Liga. It makes it sound harder because if you want to go play some Champions League football, then you just go to Spain. Same way as Benjima jumped from Championship to Champions League football at Villarreal, but that's besides the point. Anyway, yeah, Chelsea beat Burnley 4-0. Um, happy for that on a personal note. I'm happy to see he's back in the starting lineup, back with back. In the goal, so too Harvard's getting a brace and Pulisic continuing his good form. So yeah, that's a it's good to see. And then people say Chelsea would have been in the champ in the title race if Nice and Chile didn't get injured. Yes, I know. Yes, because I know how important they are to Chelsea's team. But no, because we had so many injuries as well and. We would have gotten to a point where we possibly would have overloaded them if we played them every game. I'm not saying that Aspi and Marcus couldn't have done a job for a game or two, but um, yeah, it just would have been a lot of um, overload 
and injuries from the top so strikers were all injured had COVID midfielders got injured when Kante Kova were out Jorginho playing with back problems and then Ruben getting in and out of the team with injury um, yeah then defensively we just had injuries as well AC to Trevor um, Silva at points because of also rest and stuff so yeah it was yeah, this and no situation. So not sure what would have happened. Um, yeah, happy with the victory though. Next game, Norwich lost three one to Brentford. Ivan Tony got himself a hat trick. Um, yeah, when I saw that he scored two penalties, I wasn't too surprised. I watched the highlights and um, I saw yeah, definitely I've seen him take penalties on multiple occasions and um, he's very calm. He's very cool. And he paces them very well. So, yeah. And then Wolves are losing ground um, for uh, European um, hopes, especially, especially, especially top four. So, um, yeah, with a loss to, to no loss to Palace, Patrick Vieira is having a great first season, especially if we get Palace into the top 10. I think we would have exceeded um, all expectations i think the first um thing would have been at least get mid-table because i don't think that the board of palace were worried that they're going to drop into relegation even though they're doing a whole revamp of the squad i think it was just a thing of can we at least get into mid-table that's our aim and then we'll see how to push forward and now with these young players they look to be doing well the only um person that they would be worried about would be Conor Gallagher from their like set starting lineup and young players also is because he's on loan and um this he was saying recently that um he wants to come back to Chelsea so yeah and then Liverpool or on Twitter they call them Liverpool beat West Ham 1-0 um yeah, there's there's a lot of controversy on that Salah goal. I'm sorry, on that Mane goal, comparing it to the Lukaku goal that was ruled out for offside in the League Cup final and the Mahrez, um second goal against United. Yeah, I don't want to talk too much about that. Um, whether it's onside or offside, there's nothing that we can do about it at this point in time. All I'm asking for, and everyone is asking for, is consistency. So hopefully, the refs actually are consistent but uh, yeah i saw a map of where the refs come from and um majority of them come from the northwest of england and teams that are situated in the northwest is liverpool everton man united man city so the premier league sides that are that side um leads are not too far away from there as well but yeah so the sides that are getting um, favorable decisions have a lot of refs from that side and what's also funny is that in England was the VAR official for the League Cup final and Liverpool's game so yeah but that's enough that I've said next game Arsenal beats Watford 3-2 a game of um, beautiful goals um, we start with Odegaard's goal to Fucho Hernandez bicycle kick to Saka's um, great one-two and then finish into the top corner 
Martinelli standard from range as well. Yeah, that was a good game in terms of goals. And then the Manchester derby wasn't too bad either. The um, Sancho's goal was a brilliant counter attack, and um, Mares's first goal as well. Yeah, I'll talk about that quickly. Just want to go back to the second goal for KDB where. Um, the ball gets intercepted, Foden flicks it over Lindelof, gets his shot on the hair, makes a save, and then Maguire's running to go, and he lets the ball go through his legs instead of clearing it out for a corner, because that's the simplest thing to do. You literally let it hit you, then he throws out for a corner, but he lets it run, and then Bernardo gets the shot. Yes, Maguire makes a block, but the danger's not over. KDB is there to finish it off. So, yeah. And then another thing is that I don't understand why. I don't know if it's been a thing for many years or if it's just a modern day thing. But when I grew up watching soccer, when I heard about defending corners, there were key places where you had to put people. It was the um the two posts, so front post, back post, and then the first man. So if a ball is too flat or anything, so the first man to deal with the ball and then... Um, at least one guy or two on the edge of the box. So those type of corners don't happen. Or when you get a corner, then you just head it out to the edge of the box and at least you have someone there to complete the clearance. And United had no one, and I don't get it. For me as a manager, the, those five positions, I can understand on a, on a what is it, in-swinger, out-swinger, where you don't put a man on the near post. But everything else, everyone has to be there. The rest of the four always have to be there. But yeah, it's not my team. Hopefully, I'll get a team and show people how to manage. But yeah. <laughs> so let's go on to what's next. And six fixtures to tell you guys about tonight. Oh, seven. So tonight, there's Spurs versus Everton in the league. There's Athletic Club versus Levante also in the league. Then. For people who want to watch some FA Cup, there's some Nottingham Forest versus Huddersfield Town. So that will be the final um, FA Cup game from last midweek, that round. So the round five, the quarter, round of 16, which is round five. So we're going into the quarters now. And then we have Champions League football again this week. Bayern versus Salzburg. The score is 1-1. Bayern are home this time. And then Liverpool play into on the same day. Um Liverpool go into that game with a 2-0 lead on aggregate. Um Inter scored five, so hopefully they can make the game a bit interesting for us. Get a couple of goals, get a goal, make add some jeopardy to the game. And then City play sporting. City go into the game with a 5-0 lead. Don't see sporting being able to turn that around. So, yeah, and then Real Madrid play PSG and PSG coming to that game with a 1-0 lead. And is that the Santiago Bernabeu? Um, Carlo Ancelotti was asking for hoping Madrid can take the thrashing they did to associate that into that, like that same mentality against PSG. I even forgot to mention that Madrid game, two stunners from Camavinga and... Modric, hey, especially Modric is one of his weaker thoughts. Beautiful balls. You must check that out if you haven't checked it out. 
So yeah, man, that's um what's happening this week. All right, so let's get into the poll. Yesterday's poll. Um, I asked, who do you guys think is the best thirty-five year old, thirty-five plus? Um, I, sh- I should have said right now. That's what I was meaning. Um, because in general, then it definitely is for me Cristiano Ronaldo. But currently, with the form wise, when you're looking at it, um, it's Thiago Silva, and that's who I also voted for. So Silva got six votes. CR7 got two. Latin got nothing, and Alves got one. Um, yeah, it's a tough one. Latin's a dog. Um, yeah, so <laughs> probably one of one of my favorites, if not my favorite striker. Yeah, one of my favorite strikers. Um, in the yeah ever. So. Yeah, but I do agree with Thiago Silva winning the poll. And then best under-21 player, I was also meaning right now. Um, Pedri won. Makes sense. Um, he did win the, what is it, the Copa, Copa Trophy for the best under-21 player. So, yeah, he won that, so it does make sense. He won the poll as well with three votes. Jude had two. Saka had one and Florian Wirtz had one. I voted for Florian Wirtz. I just love the work that he's doing. Um, maybe it's something of the favoritism of why I had Bale or, or not. Maybe that's the case. But I do love all these young boys as well. Like I really do enjoy watching them play. But yeah, I, I just like um Wirtz a lot with the his involvement goals and assists as a number ten and doing it brilliantly at the age of like what 17 18 now so yeah and then i asked who do you guys think is the fastest player um right now there was a dama traore kylian mbappe erling Haaland, and daniel james dj i don't know if people are surprised that i put Haaland there because no one voted for him but Haaland is like really really quick um yeah he's he's, he's blistering yeah i think when they compared him, who managed? I forgot who managed both. I think it was Nagel's manager. I don't know, man. I can't remember who they were speaking to. Also, they asked who who do you think is faster between Werner and Haaland, and they said, "Oh, maybe the first fifteen twenty meters would be um Werner, but other than that, it's Haaland." So yeah, that's why I had him in there. It's very quick. But anyway, um, he got no votes. Adama Traore got one vote. Kylian Mbappe got three votes. And the winner, this person I also voted for, DJ Daniel James, got five votes. Yeah, I, I genuinely think that he is the fastest um, player currently. Flipping lightning quick. I think um, Leeds was a good choice for him, especially when Bielsa was there because of the way they play. Um, he's a hard worker and he's damn quick. So, yeah, it's sad to see that Bielsa went and I didn't, or Bielsa's gone and I didn't get to see DJ play on the wing properly because Bamford had been injured. But, yeah, it would have been a very interesting sight to have seen him play as a winger. So, yeah, that's the end of the poll. Thanks you. Thank you for um, participating. Spread the word with your friends. Um, tell them that the quiz is coming up on thursday and the poll is up again on sunday so thanks all right so i just want to 
give you guys a heads up on two things. So the first thing is I know I've been struggling or not posting a lot on the socials and um yeah, like besides the poll and the quiz. But you know the episodes are always um down with that and the other things, the poll and the quiz I'm always doing that. But all other extra posts on socials are not I haven't been really on it because yeah, it's this button is very hectic very quickly. Um I've I'm in school so I'm in varsity, so yeah, schooling is coming with its stuff that takes up my time, and then I have you guys here at the podcast, and then I've also got uh, like a fragrance company that I sell that I've had with my brother, that we're just selling um, colognes, both male and female, so if you're interested, specifically like my South African-based um, listeners, because overseas I have have not started shipping like that yet or anything like that but um yeah if you're interested just have a look at bxn um full stop cause so that's the handle on both twitter and um instagram so it's just called dnn cosmetics but yeah check that out if you're interested and then yeah spread it with your family your friends yeah and then hit me up in the dms there or hit me up in my personal dms or even on the yeah podcast DMs, I guess. But yeah, if you're interested. Then secondly, um, this is more related to the podcast. What I wanted to say is on the 24th, 28th, and 31st, I'll be looking to have some more guest episodes because we're going into the international break. So um, I think the 21st will be, yeah, it's a Monday. And then we've got an episode from the weekend's football and then international break. So for people who are interested, who want to be um, guests on the podcast, let me know. Hit me up, please, so that I can um, check us and see how many people are interested in being a guest on the podcast. And then we can see how we can make it work um, to record an episode and I get to hear your guys' thoughts. Because... Those are actually my most successful episodes. It's just that it's tough to put guest episodes in during the normal season, especially when I try and keep my episodes within 30 minutes and, and stuff. So, yeah. Um, yeah, those are the two things. But, yeah, that's that's it for today's episode, guys. Um, thank you for participating. Thank you for listening to me speak again. Um, it's been great as it always is having your company even though when i recorded you guys are not actually with me but you know what i mean but yeah um i'll see you guys again on thursday enjoy the football that's happening this midweek and we'll have another date then bye